0: No matter the tap-in for Tiger We thought we'd never see it And I don't believe he thought either Tour championship winner Tiger Woods a winner again number 80
1: And gentlemen you can't fight in here. This is the war room You can the truth.
0: King Kong ain't got shit
1: on me.
0: I am, I am so much crazy
1: I am the one who knocks. Go ahead, make my day. Would I stay, big boy, huh? it Everybody on? Good, great, great, wonderful. Four left!
0: And Welcome. To facing Off, this is a podcast where we take some form of visual entertainment and we break it down and or we compare to something similar. The Greens are running a little fast today, similar to our opinions, because we are taking <laughs> the two-part documentary hit HBO program, Tiger, quote-unquote, and we're going to break it all down. I am so the dumb. tour professional slash... Podcast host Gabe and joined with me are my two favorite caddies, Nick and Layla. What's oh, up, babe? <laughs> that was cute.
2: <laughs> Hi, you everybody. could have been amateurs or you could have been
0: caddies.
1: <laughs> What's going on, dude? That intro was a triple bogey, dude.
0: That was a lot. Hey man, your friendship and this podcast <laughs> relationship are a real hole in one to me. So Oh, thanks. Despite your bogey comments. Uh, I guess yeah. so yeah, I many guess golf the, jokes intro, to be made.
1: Yeah, I guess this that is... intro was pretty par for the course for you, though. So, oh, <laughs>
2: so many golf <laughs> jokes go. to be made. <gasps> so many.
1: Yeah, so on this
0: episode, we're going to break down the Tiger Doc, and then uh, it's going to be a little special episode where we kick off award season and we have our instant reactions to the Critics' Choice TV nominations that came out. And we're we going to do a little uh, mailbag. We got some suggestions for other episodes to do with people and a challenge by our friend Eric. Uh, guys, do you want to just start it off with the tiger documentary? Let's you jump mean, in. You to tee it off? Oh. You want to there, there we go. You, guys, you know what? I, can't I, I had to write this. down my puns beforehand. I think you're, uh, you're killing it, dude.
1: Thanks, man. You're a scratch golfer. He's just out there. got these naturally. All right. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: so let's just uh, so the Tiger Doc is the yeah. two part documentary series on HBO that just came out a few weeks ago uh, about Tiger Woods, perhaps the greatest golfer of all time, and sort of uh, the life. And uh, issues and legacy of Tiger Woods, you know, for better or worse. So, why don't we just talk about first what were your thoughts on Tiger Woods going into this? Like, was the dude on your radar, or uh, <laughs> did you know who Tiger <laughs> yeah, Woods
2: you know was? Who was?
1: No, but what were um, your, like, an, you like? And for each, I think about him every day. Well, uh... now you do. I, I, uh, <laughs> I. Grew up around golf. My dad's a golf course superintendent. He always has been. Sometimes, when we talk on the phone, if he's run out of things to talk about, he'll just start telling me about like different types of grass. And I'm like, hell (laughs) yeah, Dad, keep going, I guess. Uh, And he used to watch golf tournaments all the time uh, for about 15 minutes and then he'd fall asleep. And then I'd watch the rest of them as he slept, you know, on the couch or whatever. So, I grew up watching a lot of golf, playing a fair amount of golf when I was really young. And then I stopped and then, you know, picked it back up later. So, I knew who Tiger Woods was from the TV that was talking to me while my dad was not talking to me because he was sleeping, because he falls asleep (laughs) when he turns on the TV. Just what he does. Classic dad. What about you, Layla?
2: So, dad. Um, yeah, so I've been following golf really closely my whole life. I'm just fucking kidding. I like, have never followed golf ever, 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 ever. I don't even think I've talked this much about anything related to golf or Tiger Woods in my life. Um, the most I knew about Tiger Woods was like the vague whispers of the chaos that erupted when we were younger in the tabloids. And even that stuff, I really didn't follow that closely and I didn't know a whole lot about, so... Nick and I are kind of opposites in this. So I really knew nothing about golf or Tiger Woods before watching this.
0: I've probably fall somewhere in between both of you. Um golf is kind of newer to me in terms of playing. I've been playing a lot the last two years and never had before. But I would watch golf growing up. I think for me, like I enjoyed watching Tiger, but because I didn't I wasn't as involved in golf, I didn't really understand how important tiger was all I saw was like I was on bleacher report and I would get updates every time tiger even fucking stepped foot outside of his house or like walked onto a golf course so I got kind of annoyed and I was like as opposed to any other sport why do we care so much about this one guy and why are we all rooting for the same person because it's so unlike any other sport and I, the reason why I asked you guys about this is because I think that how much you cared about Tiger going into this documentary really affected how you felt about it. And for me, I, I really understand his importance and care about him. But why don't we – let's get into the, like, details of yeah. the documentary. Can, can I
1: lead off – I think you actually – this is where I'm going to insert my question. Is yeah, that okay?
0: Wow.
2: That
1: because nice. <laughs> you – yeah, Because so because you made that statement so quickly that, like – you know, it depends on how much you, you liked Tiger, but it, I think it really depends on how much you knew about him. So like, what did you guys learn from this?
2: Oh my God. I learned so much, Nick. <laughs> like I learned yeah everything in this documentary was entirely new to me. <laughs> like I learned so much. I don't, I can, okay. I could go into detail, but I really yeah. did learn. No, no,
1: and... Don't save, save the detail. Okay. Uh, how much <laughs> did you learn, Gabe?
0: I think I learned a good amount, you know, I didn't really, I think part of it is that I, as a golfer now and not a very good one, I could see how, uh, absolutely dominant this guy was and, and, and still is. And I think I grew an appreciation for that, but I also just didn't know that much about the details about him. I knew that his dad was this big influence on him in a, in a mostly negative way. And I knew about the affairs, um, but I was looking at it in this outside view and I had no idea about any of the specific details or any of the context for anything that was happening. So, you know, and that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, what did you, it, it would actually be helpful to know, like, what did you like about it as a documentary and in the format that it was a two-part episode like what worked for you guys nick you go ahead.
1: okay i was waiting for you to call on somebody um, <laughs> okay layla you go ahead no i kidding like, nick go ahead i liked mm. <laughs> what did i feel I like? like
2: you didn't like a whole lot of this documentary so
1: you know i really liked the first part I'll say that okay. almost the entire first part, up until Rachel YukaTel shows up at the end and is like, "What do I say?" Everything up until that, I <laughs> I really didn't know who liked, hates who her so was. much. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know
2: who she was either.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I actually didn't know. I, that's one of the things I learned is like her name. I didn't know the yeah. one. I didn't know the woman that broke the whole thing opens name. Um, but that also doesn't ultimately matter much. I I liked the first part. I liked a lot of the framing, and 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 understanding tiger as a kid and understanding the the narrative is not not super heavy-handed it's clear where the directors are trying to get you to understand what to, to, to know about tiger's father and like what they want you to to think about that um but i i think that that's really important and one of the things that i learned is You know what you know they repeat that line over and over the the, what the dad said like i want him to transcend you know golf and 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 whatever that i like i liked a lot of the framing as a kid the footage of him as a kid um the for the first half of the doc is is good to me yeah what about you layla
2: yeah i um i think like and maybe this is, we're speaking to what we personally liked about it. I I do like that this isn't really meant for like sports fans. Like this is not, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this when we talk about like this comparatively to other sports documentaries, but this is, this is about the man. And I like that. Like it definitely talks about his career and how it shaped him and, and how he pushed himself and all of the above, but I mean, stuff like this is why I love movies and TV. Like, I, a documentary like this helps you learn to empathize with the person that's behind all of it. And that's why I enjoyed this so much. Like, honestly, you could put me in front of a sports documentary, and if it's focusing more on his career and how he built his career and what it took for him to build his career, you're going to lose me a little bit. Like, I loved that I was able to finally understand the person behind all of the like media headlines. So uh, that's one, and I'll dive into that more as we keep talking, but I love that this helped me see a new perspective of Tiger Woods, understand who he was and why a lot of the things that happened in his life did happen.
0: Totally. And, uh, you know, I, I won't share my points because they kind of go hand in hand with, uh, some of our listeners points that they, uh, sent in. So, couple of our friends and listeners sent some uh some of their reactions Brad Lewandowski and Aaron lapping um, Brad was talking about how it, and it goes uh with Aaron's point that uh, they had so much footage they used so much oh footage God. of Tiger's life that I didn't so I, like I don't even know how they got all this and it really effectively showed just how dominant he was especially mm. at an early age and how, and like as Brad said like I, how much of a beast he was. Um, I love it. Like it, another great thing is they really give you this good. They give you more insight to a lot of things that we just don't have a lot of insight on tiger's life anymore. So specifically things about his dad, you know, a, a lot of footage with him and his dad, a lot of interviews with his dad, a lot of an understanding of how, deeply psychological the his connection was with his dad and his dad's influence was on his life and, and and what that did for him. But also, you know, lapping brought up to us that, um, it it was great to see tiger as a kid in high school because he just was so human at that point. He was so goofy. He He was so nerdy. He was so full of life with his first girlfriend. And, um, it, it, it's awesome to see because you just don't get that part of Tiger. I think Tiger has eased up a lot lately. He's a lot mm-hmm. more fun outside of golf, but it was you wouldn't see that for a while. Um, you know, I think they really highlighted uh how much pain he went through with his knee and his back. I thought that was like a really effective part of the documentary uh filmmaking. Lots of great
1: lots of great use of like cracking sound effects. Ah, dude. Oh yeah. They they try to make it. I mean it that's as not like the actual audio from the golf tournament, but you know, every time he swings like <laughs>
0: But even as uh, just like the quality, and this is something Aaron brought up that I kept thinking about, even as a quality, like I really I really enjoy watching golf videos that are essentially like course vlogs because they make me see how beautiful golf is. It's such a great way to spend your day. It's, these courses are incredibly well-kept. And uh, it looks cool. So there was a lot of really good footage, these like flyover shots of these courses and a lot of like key moments in Tiger's career. So those were the kind of the effective things um, that they brought up and that I thought as well. But what were some of the like things that didn't work as well on you guys? Wait, can I just can I say
2: before we move on to that question, you said something at the beginning Mm -hmm. of all of that. You mentioned the the amount of footage there was um, and how great that was. I actually think that's a really – I kept thinking the whole time in the first part part for, of part one how much that aids to the telling of the story of how much this kid didn't get to be a kid and, like, how much it yeah. aids in us understanding just how pressurized his entire childhood was. Like, there is an insane amount of footage of him golfing when he's a child, and when he's a kid and so on young. the golf course like, and interviewing yeah. with his father and he's just, did he ever have like a childhood? Because it just feels like he had a camera on his face the entirety so, of it.
0: <laughs> I have a question for this that I'll get to uh, when we're kind of wrapping up. But I think that keep hold that point. That's, okay. that's really important. <laughs> but that, I, I do think that also goes to what Nick was saying, like how effective the first part of the documentary was out of the yeah. two parts. They They showed so much of that as a kid. Um, what did you guys, how did you guys feel about, like, what were the negative things? Like, what didn't work for you as a documentary? And I think this is a perfect time to sort of compare it to other documentaries you've seen, and especially The Last Dance, which was such a popular thing that I wish that we did a full episode on when it came out. Um, so kind of talk about that. Nick, since you probably have the most negative
1: thoughts of the three of us, let's hear well, it. I think it for me, cause I rewatched the second part cause I don't like the second half of this documentary at all really. Um, and the, and the reason is I, the only thing I learned personally, because I mean, I didn't grow up like the biggest Tiger Woods fan. He wasn't my favorite golfer when I was younger, but you, you don't like Gabe. You don't like golf. If Tiger Woods doesn't exist yeah. straight up, like you, you don't, you don't like him. You don't you don't yeah. care about golf if Tiger Woods isn't a person that exists. Are you saying you as in like the bigger that. you? No, like Gabe and and like like people if you who don't are socially aware, a, Yeah, yeah. If you don't grow up with a dad who was a golf course superintendent, so like you you like hang out in the yeah the, on a golf cart like I like I did. You don't like golf if you don't have totally. a direct connection to golf. You don't like golf unless Tiger Woods exists. He my, brought
2: golf into like the main yes, sphere and like to the Yes, mainstream. and he
1: brought golf to so many different people. He I mean the Masters, which is in Augusta, Georgia, they didn't even allow that 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 golf course, as they say in the first the first part of this, didn't even allow African American people to be a member until like a few years before Tiger Woods won the tournament mm-hmm. as a twenty-something year old, you know, half black, half Asian. Or, I mean, he's like a bunch of different, you know, what does he call himself? Oh, God, I don't remember. (laughs) It's like such a, it was such a controversial thing for whatever he said. A little
2: convoluted for sure.
1: On Oprah, but I mean, like, the only thing I learned is how much he fucks. I, I. I, That's it. Okay, I disagree. The Um, only thing, no, well, that's me personally. The only new thing I got out of this documentary besides like, wow, his dad's a bit more crazier than I thought is he like had a bunch of women, like, like 10 women at a time and just like fucked like a lot, like way more than I thought. But you
2: didn't like, and, and. Maybe you didn't, but like there are things that maybe films have been made of or whatever before that I knew the subject matter really well, right? Like I know a lot about it, but like I can still find a way to appreciate the way it's told or like certain aspects of it that are done differently than other versions of it in the past is like is any or do you just think all of that was like not
1: well done or. I I think that I think it's well done, but I I don't agree with how it is um presented, presented. to us. Okay. Like it is it's trashy to me. It's it's straight up the second half of it is is no better than a tabloid to me and for a yes. lot of it. I mean yeah, they Aaron... literally allow the tabloid guy to have like 30 Minutes, almost of airtime. I started timing how long they live. They they give literally the guy, the tabloid dude, who's the most ridiculous person. I, fuck him. Speaks I have for almost so many thirty minutes.
0: On him. Neil Bolton can die as far as I care. Um, I hope you're listening, Neil Bolton. But no, no, I, I, you know, I, I have like a Aaron lapping. In his email, he had like a perfect way of summing up that kind of frustration of the tabloid aspect of it in that it was focused more on the noise rather than his dominance. And I think that's fair. I think that the the major issues, and this was brought up by Brad as well, and I think everyone, the major issues are in the documentary storytelling itself and not necessarily the substance. And it is that... We have a documentary about Tiger, and if we're basing it, if we're comparing it to The Last Dance, um, it's about this subject, and the subject is not really in it. You never hear his side of it. And you kind of do at the end, but it's not it's, – I don't, I don't think that was for the documentary itself. You Those don't hear from anybody interview. who
1: currently speaks to him. Not, right. not just that you don't and, hear from but Tiger. That isn't you to don't hear from say, anyone that talks
0: to no, him. Hold on. But that isn't to say – that those pe- that those other people didn't have a lot of perspective and context that was important to the story and that was agreed. helpful and Completely we don't agreed. know if the people that that know him now would be reliable sources or if they would just be trying to uh be yes men to him essentially i, I mean a, one really good point brad brought up to me is that there are some great sources um wh- what's his uh, old caddy's name
1: um Steve Williams, Steve Williams I
0: think yeah Steve Williams is is a great source. I might be wrong. Uh, you could really understand a lot about Tiger's life and, and and because that guy was interacting with him almost more than anyone and you get a little bit about what happened with Tiger once he just yeah, he distanced that himself from Tiger Steve was that
1: guy's best man.
0: Yeah exactly. But then yeah. you get some bad you do get some bad sources and 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 you're not getting Tiger. So like one of the bad sources is like you get his old high school girlfriend who provides the context of who he was before, but you're getting too many interviews with this person. And there's like his kindergarten teacher. The, there's too many people who, in I, the grand scheme of Tiger's life, even if they provide some kind of context that's helpful, they're getting too much airtime for being such minor parts of his entire life. And yeah. that is the that is the that is not necessarily my. My opinion, Layla, that is the major critique with this and and it it, as a documentary storytelling form.
1: I I really want Layla to go. And this is the last (laughs) thing I'm going to say because I would agree with that, but but I also disagree with that. Those are not the sources I'm talking about. Steve Williams, his friend, you know, his friend that, that tried to reach out to him you know when he played in the masters after after this no, whole thing i was saying that's was, a,
0: those are great sources.
1: Those are I don't think those are bad sources. The bad sources are the woman the the like like woman who Hold on, I him need
0: to clarify. No, no, no. Hold on. Need to clarify. Those I was using Steve Williams and and people like that as the good sources. The bad sources were the other people.
1: Yeah, but even that like that the kindergarten imagining. teacher, I think okay. that pales yeah, in nice. comparison to the fact that they have like the woman who helped him Find ladies to bone is takes up a large portion of the second half of this and says things like, I heard rumors of sexual encounters. And I remember thinking, wow, he's a man of many secrets. He had an insatiable sex life. Yeah, we know that we can see that. Like you, you don't have to, she says, I heard rumors of sexual encounters. We don't, do we need to hear about the rumor oh, hearsay?
0: Okay, Layla, go jump in. that's a fair point. Jump in, Layla. Go on. I don't off. know.
2: I just like I it's so funny cuz I've had like an like I've had so many conversations about this documentary now and I find myself I don't know. I consistently with a couple people now I found myself on the opposite end of this and I don't know if I'm just like I I saw something so differently from my perspective when I was watching it, but I didn't like I honest to God did not see Like, yes, I, I, the whole, the argument around like someone not having any say in this documentary being told about his own life. Absolutely. Like I see the controversy around that. I see the difficulty in approaching that type of a situation. I just think that like no one, and you guys can certainly correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, when I was watching it, did not see anyone sitting there saying anything like, awfully bad about Tiger's character. No one came into no, this not. No one came into this documentary with like malintention. Like I nothing I didn't take a single one of those interviews and go like I Anything that anyone said in these interviews, all it did was paint a more understanding picture for me of who this man was. Like, I came out of this documentary listening to those people talk, realizing that there were so many more layers to why things turned out the way that they did. And in the second part, I know that, like, it's controversial and not fun to listen to because it's not a great part of Tiger's life. But it's not like any of the stuff that's reported on wasn't disgustingly reported on by the media already. Like I didn't see what they reported on in part 2 as like media porn. Like all they did was just show you what already happened and what's already been done by the media. And then for me who was fairly ignorant to a lot of that stuff. Like I and ju- I, I don't I I don't I I really didn't know a lot of it. I didn't. I knew like a splash of a headline of tiger slept with a lot of women. That's like the, that's all I had. So it was really interesting for me to get, to grasp all of that, to know all of that. I, I couldn't even believe that I didn't really know about his, like, uh, his arrest either. Like that mugshot that's really like famous and stuff. Like I didn't know, I had no background for any of this. So for me, it just was interesting and i it just felt like a lot of people that were a part of his life that had context that understood him at different moments in his life i know gabe you mentioned the um his old girlfriend like i kind of just thought it was like storytelling they would splash her in there every once in a while as like mm. a reminder of like this is what he used to be in comparison to what we were just talking about and what mm. we just showed you and I, like i like even the um even the uh, the, the main lady the like they left off part Rachel, one with you her could tell. thank you Rachel. yeah her name um, even she like I went into part two thinking, oh shit this is gonna get scathing and gross and they're gonna say like all oh, these she's awful things so like,
0: respectful
1: about it she was yeah. so respectful
2: she's great. It, she wow. she in all of this as a victim as well deserved a space to be able to say like hey, absolutely I fell in love with a man he was a good man who needed a lot of support because he didn't have a lot in his life. And I tried to do that and it made me very sad (laughs) that he, that that it all ended up this way. Like Mm -hmm. I just don't, I've had a couple of people now be like, Oh, these people like doing these interviews that don't even know him anymore, that doesn't talk to him anymore. Like, I genuinely don't believe from what I remember that anyone came onto this documentary with malintention or said anything that made me feel bad things about Tiger Woods. I think if anything, they just painted a beautiful picture of a man that was never able to come out and be seen or heard. Uh, that was a so lot.
0: Well <laughs> so. I, no, 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 I, so well said. I, no, no, no. So well said. And I just want to clarify one thing, even for my part. I think everyone that was in it needed to be in it. I was talking more about like the length of how long they were in it. Sure, Nick doesn't agree, but Nick, I do. I do want to bring up. These do you points. need Nick. the lady with the
1: giant boobs? Do you need I, her?
0: Oh yeah, true. The, okay, maybe not. Do maybe you not, need I, I,
1: Do you need the guy that says that says that he banged Mindy Lawton up against a golf cart and that the people from. The oh, yeah,
0: actually, I, okay, I do have one person that doesn't need to be in it. It's uh, his competitor who has that stupid story about talking to the devil one night. Rocco? And I was like, shut up, dude. dude.
1: that was a huge, I mean, yeah, no, he's no, no, weird.
0: No. And- I'm not talking about him being involved in that moment. I'm talking about how unnecessary that fucking story was. But anyways, yeah, he's I just want weird, to bring up one last person. point. And I think this <laughs> kind of encapsulates the difference between using the the. The subject of the documentary and to, and hearing their perspective from the last dance with this. So this Which is something that Brad I didn't sent I did to, to really
2: talk about, but I also totally want to talk more about that. So do you <laughs> do you want to
0: respond to this? This sure, might be helpful. Sure. So, um, he, so Brad sent to us. He said um, the main thing. What made the last dance so great was the the most important voice in this subject matter. Of And the story of Tiger is Tiger. And so in The Last Dance, you get Jordan, you know, later on in his life, he's got strained eyes, he's sipping whiskey, letting us all know what he took personally and why. We got to see from his viewpoint as well as many other people's viewpoints that Jordan wasn't like most people. His, his uh, competition level is insane and sometimes really toxic and there was nothing that could stop him from his quest to be the best and that existed in tiger too but without him there to tell us about it all uh and what eventually went wrong it can feel kind of like a glorified tabloid which was what aaron lapping was getting at what you were getting at nick and just very quickly layla a counterpoint to that as well is if you see interviews with tiger like he puts on a persona, so there's no there's no promise that if he's in an interview, he's going to reveal any vulnerable part about himself or really get into this. And it's not, I would contend some prepared that speech. he would it's probably
1: different. be a very bad teller, but, Tell her. but, it, Tell her but the of the his own story still stands.
0: Yeah, and yeah. and I don't know if Layla, if you want to. I mean, that's talk basic. That, that is basically
2: response. the point, right? Like yeah. when you you, there is a bias involved when you're talking about your own life and the version of it you want people to understand and know, or at least the version of yourself you want people to understand and know. And there's also the fact that most of us like haven't grappled with or understand our own demons. Like, there are so many things about ourselves deep down that, like, haven't been processed, like, that haven't been talked through. Like, there... there, And there's also just the fact that, like, I know that my friends could give such a different perspective on me than I could ever say about myself. And that's, like, that's just... And don't get me wrong, like, I... I, it's an interesting conversation. I don't think it's like black and white. I don't think it's, oh, it's fine. Like I I see how it's absolutely a difficult conversation or an okay thing to just like project someone's life out into the world. But at the same time, like his life already was out in the world. Like everything about Tiger's life already existed out there. Everybody knows these, you can find these things. You can hear this information if you research it or if you look into it or look in past interviews or read books. Like it's out there. All they did was put it together in a documentary. So someone like me that wouldn't seek out that information could see it and understand it. And all it did was put me in a more empathetic place than I was in before.
0: Um, I love that point. But I just a good
2: point. I ultimately to the question itself, I I just think it's going to be a never ending thing. Like even with uh, Nick, Nick and I talked about a little bit about this last week, but like even with biopics, like film biopics too, like if you look at like Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody or if you look at Rocketman, which is Elton John's, like Elton John had his hands in every part of that movie. Like even yeah, watching it, Rhapsody I was like – Yeah, and Bohemian Rhapsody is
0: from the band and not him. You know, it's the exactly. band telling of Yeah, his
2: for all these people that are out there being like, I love Bohemian Rhapsody. It's such a great movie. It's a great telling of like his life. And it's like, that's from the perspective of other people watching his life and like yeah. info that they were able to find. It's not from the person himself. And then you've got rocket man where I was watching it the whole time thinking like, is this how this actually happened? Like, is Elton yeah. telling us exactly how this really happened? Is this like a fairy tale version of it that he likes to believe? Like it's, it's forever a question. So I think both of them are important in their own ways. And I enjoy both of them for very different reasons. I loved The Last Dance. That was like one of my favorite things of 2020. And I still regret yeah. not putting it on my list when we talked about our 2020 lists. For We TV, know. It it is... Everyone should know <laughs> that I it too. was on
0: yours. Yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, why, why don't you yeah. kick us off? That was all really well said, Layla. But uh, why don't you kick us off? What What's the impact? It, you know, if there if there wasn't really much of an impact that this documentary had on you, uh, maybe you could just talk about what the impact of his career and his, you know, master's win well, in 2018 was for you.
1: Well, I mean, like 19th. first of all, I I right. don't I did not think that it would be it would make me want to talk about it as so much like I didn't think that I'd be able to have a conversation with Layla about it, for example, and and have such a differing take and then like feel the way I do about it because I don't feel like tiger's like slighted in it. I feel like it's not what I wanted. The documentary is not, doesn't, yeah. doesn't meet my expectations. I wanted to know more about him. I wanted to have a more nuanced idea of tiger. I want more about what, you know, and this is like, I don't know if this is bad or good, I or like proof, like I I don't know what this means, but I want more about why I want more about what what happened when he's addicted to painkillers and 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 like what what was going on in his mind when, you know, we we gloss over the fact that for a, a a period of time Tiger Woods was abysmal at golf, he was shooting thirteen over par. He was make, he was missing cuts, the yeah. greatest golfer of all time, arguably. I would say he is, because if not for injuries and all of the things that we learn about in this documentary, the man wins over nineteen majors. He just yeah. isn't going to get there because yeah, part he, yet again,
2: over that a lot. Like it, yeah, over
1: it's just like yeah. Look at how bad stuff. he's. Look at how bad he did. Sure. He had the the chipping and yips, to and to then it's over.
0: Longer. It needed to be a I mean, a series. Yeah. It I needed almost to think be a, a series.
2: A part three would have been applicable. Like part two to address a crazy Four time parts, in his life at and least. what ha- sure, yeah. And then address like his later career. And they also definitely didn't address enough of the race aspect of things. Like it was mm-hmm. thrown into the conversation here and there and like there were mentions of it. But like I would have loved to have known more about the barriers that he had to yeah. go through as a black golfer. You know,
1: go ahead, Gabe. I was just going uh, to say, just on the
0: race point, I do think that they really they they nail it in the first episode, but because yeah. it was split in two, and you wait another week, and they don't really discuss it in the second Talk episode, it about it again, shit Use like it. that could just disappear from the conversation. You know, yeah. I mean, I want to hear from I
1: want to hear from from current African American golfers. I want to hear from golfers from other countries. You know, I, I think yeah. Aaron Lapping mentioned VJ Singh. He was yeah. playing at this time. He, I think he's. Or hear from I'm any not of say, his competitors. I'm not going to say what his nationality is because I don't know it. But he's black. I mean, I, I want to know about – I want to know what their take on – because he. I think he was playing golf before Tiger Woods was. Yeah, I, I, mean, I almost can't
2: it. tell. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, that's
0: a great – I mean, that's here. a great point. I also <laughs> think that we could have heard more perspectives from other people on on what his impact was – On them while they were playing with him during his time of dominance, and what it was like for them when he fell off and became the subject of all this attention.
1: I I I think that to to finish my point, I think that ultimately the documentary is too shallow for for me. And that's and ca- that's
2: actually exactly what I was about to ask you guys. Like, do you almost feel like the things that we're missing that we're talking about are just like an entirely different documentary? Like maybe yeah. not that it even needed yeah. to be more parts, but more just that like it needed the to be things different, different subjects yeah, like there's just a different documentary to be made about him in the sport and like his impact on the sport and his time in the sport and his mm-hmm. just his career. And this is very much more about the man. And the impact that his career had on his
0: well-being and who he was. I think that's a fair point because, you know, I could give a specific impactful part of – for each of these parts, there is something very, very impactful in each of them for me. And and this comes from me just not knowing much about him before. So for the first part, I was really impacted by the idea that he never had a choice in anything he did. It turned yeah. out like a, it, it turned out to be a good gamble by his dad by like creating this. But he became it, it, like, even though he's becoming what any person would dream they could become, the cost of this is heartbreaking. Like not only is he suffering from the sins from of his father, but he didn't have a choice in his own path or, or anything, his social life, like every part of his life was dictated by his dad. And then he also had his dad's negative social issues passed on to him and, and it broke apart his family and it it was awful. But the other side of it is part two, even though it is focused on tabloids and stuff, I thought it was really helpful for me because I was one of those people who fucking joked about Tiger Woods banging a bunch of whores. (laughs) Like, I... There were, like, South Park episodes about it. Like, they really show you. This dominated the conversation. Late night shows, hosts were, like, joking about this. And when you get the perspective of it in this, they're not trying to... bring. As everyone feared... Everyone feared that they were going to try to bring down Tiger. And what Layla brought up earlier is is... Very true. No one in this that was involved with this was trying to bring down Tiger. But what they did was they showed you how nasty society is, how fucking awful we are when there is someone that is so great, that seems so perfect. And Neil Bolton puts this perfectly, even though Neil Bolton sucks. And everyone who works (laughs) at the National Enquirer sucks. He put it so perfectly. Like, we desperately want to see people fail. And it's Burn. fucking yeah. disgusting. And I feel, I feel sickened to be part of it. And I, like, it, paparazzi are the most despicable human beings in the world. And they exist for a fucking reason. Because we all love watching a it's fucking a dumpster fire like yeah. this. Yeah, controversy. And so that was my impact. And I, and I know that doesn't really tell me mm. much about Tiger, It tells me more about society, but that – sometimes documentaries have that kind of effect, and maybe that was what they were going for, as Layla was saying. Maybe it wasn't the things that we were talking about.
2: Yeah, and I think for me, the, like, major through line that I found through both episodes and, like – it was actually that same piece of shit man that said something that brought the through line through for me. Of course, it's him who's just an asshole, but I can't remember what he said exactly. I should have written it down, but he said something along the lines of like, this is what happens when you don't allow for someone to decide who they want to be. And like the whole, it brought everything together for me. Like I finally realized that the first part was helping you understand just how detrimental psychologically his childhood was on him. Like you you start this whole documentary with his father literally being like my son is a messiah and he is going <laughs> to change the world. Like this is like this is our new Jesus. Like this he's going to do all the things and I'm like I I can't even imagine like this this on top of his father, he has everyone in the world looking at him as just the most imp- one of the most important black athletes of all time. Like, he is being told on every level the type of person that he needs to be, and he has officially suppressed any semblance of what he thought he might want to be. And you, you see, ob- part two is obviously a lot of the ramifications of that, and you see the fallout of a lot of that, but like... It's it was it was that moment when he says it in that interview. He's just like this is a result of someone having no choice and not being able to understand or give given the space ever in his life to decide who he wanted to be. Um, So and I thought that was incredibly powerful. And I did think it really like carried through the entirety of it. I do think part two really brings that all together. Obviously, you see you see the result of it. You see him slowly falling apart under that pressure. And that's immense and just adds to Great. all of the same compassion and empathy that I formed throughout the whole documentary.
0: Agreed. Nick, unless you have any final points, you want to conclude this? I, I, I got a, a good statement from Aaron that I think like really wraps up tiger.
1: <laughs> my, I mean, I mean, my only takeaway after all of this is, I think what Layla said earlier, I want a different documentary. Yeah. I, I, I don't like this because it like, yes, you can look all of this up, but there is, it just ends up being too shallow for me. There is too much time dedicated to conjecture and salacious information. And, you know, people talking about like women talking about how they were little puppets for him and, and things like that, that take away from that, that point that you were just saying, Layla, that does stretch through the two, but gets lost in how much time is is committed to 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 you know talking about his s- sexual exploits and and really should have been on Rachel, who is an yeah. important part of this documentary, and is is not, no one's trying to hurt him, but at the end of the day, I just don't think it.
2: Tells but is it not enough. like? Is it not like? Don't get me wrong. There are definitely like moments and lines and certain clips and things where I'm like, okay, we're we're bringing the drama a little bit, a hundred percent. But like, it it was impactful for me to a certain extent to see the extent of how much there was because I really, again, I didn't know. So like, it. I mean, tying it all into his father's affairs and his father's history and him knowing about those affairs at such a young age throughout his, like, young adult life, it it was impactful for me to, like, genuinely understand just how many women he had those types of relationships with. Like, I don't know if it would have felt the same for me if they focused just on Rachel and I was like, oh, he had this very intimate affair. Like he Yeah, had you need to see how <laughs>
0: much it spiraled out. Yeah, I I think that's fair. And Nick, perhaps you're gonna get that documentary at some point. There's, yeah, maybe this is writing. He's still writing his own
1: autobiography too.
2: Is yeah, he? yeah, exactly. That yeah, so interesting. There's
0: that, and he's he's playing right now. He could win a lot more. Like he just well, won. the not mid- for a while. The, he just had three. Oh yeah, true. His back. But anyways, <laughs> I want to wrap this up. <laughs> um, Aaron Lapping put this really, really well for people that are big Tiger fans. Um, despite being a severely flawed man, golf is always better when Tiger is in the mix. His dominance transcends race and everyone roots for his success, despite all the addiction and infidelity issues he had. While others who have experienced issues with damaged reputations never rebounded, Tiger has managed to repair his image. Um, Proof of Tiger's popularity is his Masters win in 2019, which peaked with 18.3 million viewers from 2:15 to 2:30 p.m. Eastern, a 15-minute period. It was the most watched morning golf telecast on record, which wow. dates back to the 80s. So, yeah, he is a big part of our totally. life, and I'm sure we'll see more on I... him. And I can't wait for the biopic.
2: Totally. I have I can, to say, finishing wait. off, I, like, I yeah. definitely cried when he wins and his son is there and his son gets to experience that. Oh, with it would have been so cool and to it's have just more with
0: his son. Yeah.
2: Such a beautiful moment and such a, like, just you feel the redemption and that he was able to get to this great place and, like, just. More props will, to the guy. My God. I, <laughs>
0: like, I don't know. You probably don't know about this, but his son is a very, very good golfer now, and they were just in a tournament. I now I know that. Slightly, yes. <laughs> I am slightly worried he is doing the same shit to his son that his dad did to him. But conversation for another time. Let's talk about something else very quickly. Uh, award season is upon us. We didn't really get to Me. talk too much about our favorite TV shows of 2020, um, but I think... If you look up the Critics' Choice TV nominations, they were pretty awesome for yeah. if you really paid attention to TV shows last year, which was one of the only mm-hmm. things we could do. So uh, I don't know if you guys have any initial reactions to the Critics' Choice nominees and what you liked about it, what you felt like was still snubbed, um, what you want to win. I don't <clears throat> say any predictions because you know we could do that later on. Uh, or we could not do that because predictions. Also, Gabe just hates
2: predictions, so we don't need to. Do I that.
0: just think it's just um, really dumb. Like, cool. You read. <laughs> uh, you read articles that everyone else read and knew fucking this was gonna win. Right, anyways, and you cool. knew
1: Luke Skywalker. You, Skywalker. I, <laughs> sorry. Well, actually, I, I, I'm
0: curious because Nick doesn't care about award shows. Just <laughs> what, like when you looked through the nominees, were you like pretty happy about them? Like, were there ones that really like stood out to you? Anything? Any points on? It, um, Nick?
1: Yeah, it made me kind of upset that I didn't continue to watch Perry Mason. I'll start there. Yeah,
0: I agree. I was like, damn it, I should
1: that. have kept watching that. I watched the first episode and I was like, hmm. It was well made, but like, yeah. It well made, but I was like, I'm just not hooked after this, uh, this first one. Uh, so that was my first takeaway. My next one was uh, I should watch more movies for TV because I didn't see any of the things in that category. So I just put a big don't know for that one because I don't know
0: highly uh, recommend everyone watch uh between between the world and me or read the and or read the book cuz uh Tennessee Coates is amazing. He's um, one of the best authors alive.
1: I I want to know also why um uh why what is the whole title the Mark Ruffalo one?
0: Oh, uh I know That's, this much I, is true. I
1: know this much is true. I I mean it's great and I don't know why it wasn't. He was nominated for actor in limited, and he, I think he should win. He's incredible. He plays two roles, and they're both completely different. And he's incredible yeah, as that's both. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, and I don't know Who else why is he wasn't
2: nominated in that category. Uh,
1: I don't. My who's... three for that one were Ruffalo, um, the the guy from um, the guy from. Dude, I am just like
0: oh what? Paul Mescal from, Paul normal, Mescal. People. Ooh, Jeez, dude, from normal people. Paul dude, normal That's it for me.
1: So you got to watch. I know, but Mark Ruffalo is doing way more. Dude, <laughs> Mark it's Ruffalo, like, Ruffalo is. It's so much. He's doing yeah. so much. It's like he just has the whole but show on all his back.
2: The subtleties.
0: I was kind of bummed. So, John Boyega was incredible in Small Acts, but I think uh, in the red, white, and blue episode of it. But I think the guy from uh, the Mangrove episode probably yeah, should have done I, it if they were going to I really do that.
2: liked John in it. I just.
0: John I don't know. How you I thought doing? it was great.
2: I I don't. I I think Mangrove was exponentially better than that episode. So I'm surprised I it's agree. not. Um, it's weird.
0: It's it's a weird flex. It's also just weird that choice. Small
2: Axe is like you and me have talked about this. Like it's being put forward as like limited series, and like it's
0: instead of movies. Yeah. Instead
2: of movies, and Mangrove is definitely a film. <laughs> it's just yeah. Long Mangrove is to one of the longer movie. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's incredible, and it's it's one of my favorite things I've seen in 2020. So for it to just not be like fully recognized is sad for me. But speaking of normal people, I'm incredibly happy it's recognized in the categories oh that God. it is because the Emmys snubbed it really, really hard. Um, and Paul was the only nomination for the Emmys. Uh, but it definitely deserves to be. Nominated for limited series for drama. And she also deserves a nomination. She's incredible. Daisy is incredible and normal people. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my biggest – I was really excited when I saw that it was recognized because it is, for me – like, aside from just, like, personal taste, it is one of the best television shows of 2020. Like, it just hands down is – unreal how incredible the acting right all of it the cinematography I just had a conversation the other day for so long about the cinematography alone of that show like it's just there are shots in it I still think about so it it definitely deserves that kind of recognition so I'm happy that's getting that everything else I'm really excited about I mean the crown season four is great (laughs) and like it's that and Ozark have the top nominations Mm -hmm. um I believe for critics choice uh, which is so weird. Is wild also. by Netflix, yeah. Yeah, it's it's also weird to me too because like the Emmys are at such a different time than all the other award shows. So it's like the Emmys just happened in late 2020, and they were awarding for season three of The Crown, and now we're like doing season four. So that all feels really yeah. weird to me. But season four is a great season of TV. I don't. I'm kind of over this like older cast of the crown. I can't really talk too much about it cause Gabe hasn't seen it yet and I don't want to do any spoiling here. So, um,
0: I appreciate that.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm mostly okay with all of those nominations. I hope the young kids, the ones playing Diana, princess Diana and Prince Charles, um, they deserve their nominations and I would be perfectly happy if both of them won cause those are incredible mm-hmm. performances on both their part. Speaking of freaking Princess Diana, they released yeah, that mean, photo of Kristen Stewart playing her in a movie. No,
0: no. I uh, yeah. No. So I I reacted happening. really strongly to seeing the Critics day. Choice Awards because. Uh, I was so mad about the Emmys uh, mainly because normal people just wasn't as recognized as it should have been, but there were some notable snubs for the Emmys that I think the critics choice uh, fixed. I mean, one thing was that was absurd about the Emmys, or made up for Um, one thing that the Emmys uh, did well is they, They recognize Rhea Seahorn, who is arguably the best part of Better Call Saul and absolutely killed it in this season. And every critic was talking about it. So it felt weird when the Emmys didn't give her uh, her due for that. So I love seeing that. I will say another one that I was really pissed about um, when I saw the Emmy nominations is... If you're gonna recognize Ozark for its latest season, how do you not recognize Tom Pelfrey's performance as the Uncle Ben? Who oh, I just realized his name is Uncle Ben. Um, <laughs> ben, who I, he plays a, a man who is suffering se- from his, severe bipolar disorder, and, and, his and his quick and easy rice is so flavorful. It's so flavorful, but um, I'm really glad that they recognize him for that. I mean, he's just—you can't talk about that that newest season of Ozark without talking about that performance. You really yeah. just can't. It's, it's the crux of it. Um, I also will say uh, that I'm a little disappointed by both of them. And especially this one for not recognizing the show Dave, which I really just thought was so much mm-hmm. better than I expected. Uh, it was cool to see Ted Lasso nominated for a lot of comedy things, yeah, but I, saw that. I kind of, well, it's, it's, it's cool to see it from the critics because That is like, everyone fucking loves that online. It's got such a cult following at this point because it's such a lovable show. Um, But I really wish the same kind of thing happened with uh, Dave, especially since it got such good reviews from critics. And I really think um, Gata uh, Gata in that could have been nominated as well because there was one episode of Dave that just absolutely breaks your heart. Um, I also got to say. Uh, I love Fargo. I'm glad that they recognize it. I don't think Fargo, I thought this was the weakest of the seasons. The one thing they recognized with Fargo was Chris Rock and Chris Rock was absolutely the worst part <laughs> of the season of Fargo. And I, I think it's part of the reason why it has horrible IMDB reviews is that no one liked Chris Rock in the role. So hmm. a little strange that just felt like they didn't watch the show. But Glenn Turman was nominated for that. And, and Glenn Turman might get nominated for an Oscar for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom as well. So that was cool. Oh, and 000 should have been uh, recognized. That was weird mm. that they didn't. Yeah,
2: Anyways. I was just looking through the list. Yeah. Like, I do remember being excited to see Cynthia on Best Supporting Actress, too, because I do think her performance in The Outsider is amazing. And I love her.
0: Absolutely. The, like, the Outsider definitely... may have been full of <laughs> flawed. <laughs> yeah, very flawed. As but we've she said was, many a times, were, a that's problem, such a good point, though. Cynthia Revo is incredible, incredible in that. She's a
2: incredible. powerhouse. She's incredible, and she's going to do yeah. some amazing things. But she's she that egot. She's unreal in that show. Like the way she takes on that persona and just kills it. And. It's I, I like it would make me sad if she hadn't been recognized just because the show took a turn halfway through. Um, so I'm really <laughs> excited about that. And also, Gabe, did you? Pen Fifteen is nominated for comedy series.
0: I know it's so great. Awesome. I haven't seen the second <laughs> season yet, but I I hear the second season is a lot better than the first. It was also cool to see. I think Rami was nominated for a lot. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, Rami, yeah. And, and Rami is I, I couldn't recommend Rami enough. But yeah, I've been watching Always. Pen Fifteen and. It's an incredible level of comedy. Um, if I had to very, recommend it. For those anything who are yeah, it's nominees, cringe
2: it's, comedy, so be careful going in. <laughs> it's literally
0: in the genre cringe comedy and it takes that yeah. to the highest level possible. The I, highest
2: uh, level. So if that's it, not your great. jam, don't turn this show on because you will hate it.
1: <laughs> is there I, any Yeah, go ahead, Nick. We're gonna talk about comedies. I know that Catherine O'Hara is probably gonna win. Oh my oh, god, no, Shits so Creek great. is
2: gonna take so my much shit in comedy.
0: Uh, she I am she'll probably, probably on the last category. season. Do, I'm, oh, I'm finally on the last season. I'm very excited. The okay. fifth season was great. I also like kind of cried a little <laughs> bit uh, during one of the episodes. It, it was great. I, I think Schitt's Creek is very lovable. Um, it's there's so a lot. Great.
1: I, I, I just wanted, wanted to like, say though, I was saying yeah. that because I think Natalie Demetrio, who is in um, uh, what we do in the shadows, yeah. is also nominated in that category. And I don't know if you guys have seen that show, but she especially in this season is the best part of that show to me,
2: yeah, yeah Natasio Dimitriou. yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: i I was gonna say uh, I was gonna ask if you guys had any recommendations of shows that maybe people hadn't watched, but you saw in the critics choice uh you saw them get nominated, you wanted people to watch, and I knew. The number one for Nick would be What We Do in the shadows. So um, I also recommend that. Um, I got it. I, I could not recommend enough that everyone, everyone in the world watch uh, I May Destroy You because it's just incredible storytelling. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm just shocked that, that Layla as well. hasn't, see, hasn't yeah. seen I it.
2: I know. There's so many just things. Just because I knew you.
0: Yeah, but I know you love it so much. And it, it is up there with normal people. Uh, what about you, Layla? Any suggestions based on what you saw?
2: Um, I don't know. I feel like most of my suggestions are things that we've just said a lot. I was going to also say it's it's kind of cool to see Nicholas Holt on here for The Great as well because I feel like that show kind of randomly went under
0: the radar and like people didn't really watch that show. Um, it didn't really work for me, but I, I think he is absolutely He's so hilarious. He's a great actor. <laughs> His career is just getting like, cr- cooler and cooler you know totally. from his skin. I really I he really enjoyed about that a boy's skin's days yeah yeah I think yeah. the great is really um,
2: fun I think as far as recommendations I mean most of these shows we've talked about at this point but like I always recommend Rami if you want to try pen 15 it's fucking hilarious and I've been going hard on it these last couple of weeks and it's I, so I fun I
0: fucking um, cry of laughter when I watch that show it is I like so uncomfortable
2: I'll definitely like admit now if someone starts watching this because of me or something, there are one or two episodes I will sit and dissect with you that I'm not comfortable with and I don't like. Um, and then but and, there and are... and
0: dissect with me because I'll argue with that because Layla and I had a good discussion about one <laughs> of them. We've been debating
2: these episodes back and forth. Um, but yeah, so Pen15 has been great. Um, And I just recently uh, restarted Ozark just because I thought that would be fun, and it is. So if you are someone that crazy has not seen Ozark, even though it's been like nominated like crazy every single year, um, it's an incredible TV show, and you certainly should watch it.
0: That's going to end up being one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, and Euphoria
2: Part 2 came out. So if anyone... Very excited. Yeah.
0: Oh, you haven't seen it yet? It's great. I am on uh, I'm on Letterbox right now, and I wrote a review oh, yeah. that I I was really happy about. Uh, I'm starting to write reviews for like movies and and uh, TV episodes if I check can on out. there. Uh, and so I thanks. wrote my first my first like film review ever was on the Euphoria Part One episode. I I don't know why oh. I it was like spur of the moment I did it, but uh, I felt proud of it. And I'm actually writing one right now for Promising Young Woman and uh, the Nest. Um, Let's get into a mailbag very quickly. Uh, we got some suggestions for some cool episodes that we could do. Uh, I'll start out with the weirdest suggestion, sort of, is that my friend Cole Casella wants us to do an episode on Naruto. He, he first input oh Naruto, <laughs> and then he said, Naruto Shippuden. And I don't know what the fuck that is, Cole. But I know what the Naruto run is, and we'll we'll do that the whole podcast with you, bud. But yeah, at some if if Naruto ends up becoming, I I I know a lot of people are really find it really fun, and there's a lot of like anime stuff that's popular. Um, We'd love to do that. that. Maybe we could do it against something else. Uh, Another one from your dear friend Morgan uh, Layla. We got a bunch of suggestions from her. She said
2: messaging all day today while she was suggesting these things <laughs> She's so very excited she said about them. Hi, Morgan. you guys should
0: do save the last dance versus step up which, which I, I actually I think loved. is
2: so great which i think great. is so what, great
0: what i've been wanting to do is step up two versus you got served at some point so both oh of God, those in I the pipeline you, uh step up two is incredible um sweet home <laughs> alabama versus the wedding planner great that's mm-hmm. a great one uh, the wedding date versus 27 dresses, but okay. But we Layla and but, I discussed, yeah. we no, 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 do no. me and Morgan,
2: th- yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead,
0: and Morgan. And Morgan was <laughs> part of this discussion that I wasn't part of. Uh, that we do 27 dresses with uh, 10 things I hate about you, or not uh, sorry, uh, with how to lose, uh, a, guy in how to lose a guy in 10 days, which is also phenomenal. Um, such a great through uh, line, problem. yeah. Um, and then she said, Pretty in Pink. Versus 16 Candles or or How to Lose a Guy. Or I think she said 10 Things I Hate About You there. Or any John Hughes movie. And then she had a bunch of exclamation points. So we got you, girl. <laughs> We're going to do some John Hughes movies.
2: It's in the works. Nick,
0: this is for you. Drew Wickham wants us to do Scrubs versus anything because Scrubs would win. And that's what he said. And that's how it, that's how you make... Nick and I, very angry.
2: Yeah, don't y'all hate scrubs or something?
0: We (laughs) absolutely hate scrubs. Yeah, because it
2: sucks balls.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, what? How can anyone hate scrubs? I'm like, I'm telling you right now, I fucking hate scrubs. Easy.
1: I hate scrubs because it sucks
0: balls. But maybe at some point we could do an episode on it, and the whole world who loves scrubs can can be mad at us, and that's fine.
1: Can Uh, kiss it.
0: I, this was a challenge, but I don't have as much time to do it, but I do want to take Eric up on this challenge and try it. Eric uh, Buckland gave us a challenge to explain the plot of Donnie Darko in 100 words or less. <laughs> and honestly, that's very wow. difficult, and uh, I love Donnie Darko, and I could that's not great. wait for us to do it. Uh, guys... Thank you for being part of this on our bonus episode. Uh, you should follow us on Instagram uh, so that you can find out about other bonus episodes and other regular episodes. Uh, Instagram.com slash facing off pod. Just look up facing off. Uh, we're also on Twitter. We, uh, you can email us. We got that great email from Aaron lapping and we would love to read more of that. And sorry, Aaron, we couldn't get to all of it, but you wrote way too much for
1: a small podcast. It was so uh, fun to read though. I love it was great it. to read. Uh, and oh, thank I would you be to remiss it. to say I completely agree, and Phil Mickelson is a treasure.
0: Ah, uh, n- maybe. <laughs> Don't uh, even. But, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> and also Brad Lewandowski, thank you for reaching out. We really we really love when people, like, interact with our show. So uh, send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. Next week, we are doing Spotlight. They know! Uh, versus... All the President's Men. You could watch Spotlight on Netflix right now, and you could watch All the President's Men on HBO Max, yeah, uh, or
1: in uh, your high school class. Your high school, yeah.
0: Class. Or you go back into your memory and watch it in your mind. Uh, All the President's Men is really good. If you have never seen it, it's one of the. It's, mean, it's a classic. Redford and, at
2: his best. This is Redford as his I mean, a this is man, also. You know?
0: Dustin Hoffman is considered one of the Hoffman. best actors of all time. I, I don't fully <laughs> agree with that, but this is one of his one of his great roles too. And then Spotlight. Everyone loves Spotlight. So, hey, thanks for uh, joining me here out on the uh, links, the course. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think a few of our opinions made it in the water, uh, but a few of them landed us Such a good, good golf puns. birdie and or eagle. Are they? they're not I'm so much struggling. golf
2: all the golf golf
0: Golf. all right <laughs> good seeing you good talking to you <laughs>